you ever did you ever and when you were a kid go to one of those houses where they handed out like um like loose change candy? no like like no. a handful of like fucking um candy corn Ew, gross that would happen a lot in new jersey really yeah Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing swell. How are you? I'm okay. It's been an interesting week. Lots of Has things it? going on. Yeah. Yeah. A, a world leader died this week. That's right. The queen finally relinquished tr- her throne. God save the queen. He had one job. <laughs> and he failed. Oh, well. And well, now we now, have King Charles. That's right. Charles is in charge of our days and our <laughs> nights. I don't know if you saw... There was a picture of him today, I guess, addressing Parliament. Homeboy's yeah. already dressing like a Bond villain. <laughs> well, did you see him in front of the, the casket? No, I didn't. There's pic- All four of her kids are standing over the coffin. Like, you know, as part of the honor guard. Oh. Oh, let me see if I can. Yeah, he was wearing um, uh, the picture that I saw. It was like a, a, well, it must be the same thing that he was wearing with the casket where it's like the black, but there's like a white vest under the black vest before you get to the top. Like, like the, the picture that I saw, he would look like a Bond villain. And I was like, oh, okay. We're just going straight <laughs> into that. There you go. Camilla is not the queen. She's queen consort or something. Yes. Because I guess that was the um the whole thing with like him getting married to her. Yes. He could do it, but she could never be queen. She could never be queen. Which is weird because her uncle, who originally was supposed to be king left because he wanted to marry a divorced woman. You mean Elizabeth's uncle? Elizabeth's uncle, yeah. Yes, yes, that's correct. Yeah, and so, but Charles could marry Camilla, who is divorced, and she could be queen consort. So I don't know how that works, but, you know, what are you going to do? And the brothers are back together. I guess there's some... You know, there's some strife between William and and uh, Harry that people are wondering if this will, like, bury the hatchet. It's like, all right, whatever. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Even Megan has delayed the, the debut of her podcast out of respect. <laughs> you know, because that's important. Well, you know, it's funny because it goes to show you just how how wildly rumors can like spread 
Because there was this whole thing after the queen died where they were like, Megan's not invited to the funeral. Right. And it was like, well, no, she wasn't invited to Scotland. Only like the immediately immediate family members were. Yes. And like William's wife wasn't there either. And so, but it was this big thing of like, oh, there's strife. And it's like, okay, everybody just needs to calm down. Well, I mean, that's people these days. Uh, yeah. Let's go for the drama. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So anything else exciting happened this week? Uh, We had D23 happen. We did. We got a bunch of trailers for a bunch of stuff. We did. Yeah. Uh, Werewolf by Night looks interesting. I like the fact they're doing exploitation, like Grindhouse stuff. Yes. It's, that's that's an interesting move for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's directed by Michael Giancchino. Who right. everybody composer. knows as a composer and not a director. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Um, you know, I kind of like the little one-off. I I always enjoyed when Marvel did the one shots that they put on the DVDs back in the day before streaming. Right, where it was like funny thing happened on the way to no. Thor's hammer, and uh-huh. like um, uh, all hair, all hell to the king, which was the thing with the Mandalor, uh, not the Mandalorian, the the Mandarin, um. And they would bring people back for it. And so I always like the one shot stuff. So I'm hoping that this becomes a regular thing and somebody can go to Marvel and say, Hey, I've got an idea for this short. And they go, that's perfect for Disney plus. Let's do that. Yeah. So that, that was interesting. Um, Mandalorian season three trailer looks amazing, except Uh now they're not saying when it's coming out. Yeah. I, I, I was very happy to see um, uh, Kitty Sackhoff in the trailer. Yep. It's like, okay, good. She's not going to be let go. You know, she's not going to be ignored. That's good. <laughs> Why would she um, be ignored? I don't know. Because, you know, the universe is becoming too big. Oh. Well, it seems but like maybe she's we the will main finally... antagonist. Well, and maybe we'll finally figure out what the deal is with the Mandalorians. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I do think that like we're going back to Mandalore. There's definitely like fighting amongst the factions. So, um, and it looks like Bo-Katan could very well be the, the main antagonist. So sure. If that's, if, if that's what's going on, like, you know, even if they redeem her at the end, I'm kind of like, I've always enjoyed Katie Sackoff from all the way back when she was on Battlestar Galactica. So, right. Like, I think she's a good actress and I'm glad that they've been able to bring her into live action. Um, but I guess they showed a bunch of stuff at D 23 that hasn't been released. I guess there was an Ahsoka Tano short or, or I guess it was a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are things like that that are coming out that, um, they tease to the audience in house, but not to everybody else. Um, and Marvel did a bunch of those as well. Right. So, you know, what are you going to do? 
But yeah, we also got Tales of the Jedi, which is an animated. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's the six six episodes, but it's cut in half, and three are about a young Ahsoka Tano, and three are about Count Dooku. Okay. Um, and a young, um, Qui Gon Jinn. So that's going to be interesting. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what the other trailers were. Uh, there was a Secret Invasion trailer for yep. m- for Marvel. That looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Samuel Jackson back in the eye patch for Nick Fury, or is it? Could it be a scroll impersonating him? That's right. I mean, it almost seems like it's been a scroll impersonating him for quite a while from the conversation that he has with Maria Hill in the trailer. Right. Um, so that's, that's good. We also got confirmation about the Thunderbolts cast mm-hmm. that surprised a lot of people. Um, no Baron Zemo, but Bucky Barnes. Right. Which was weird. And they're bringing back Taskmaster, which I don't understand. Yeah. I was hoping for much more of Taskmaster, but I kind of lost interest after the movie. Well, and like everybody assumed that the Abomination was going to be part of the Thunderbolts because it seems like She-Hulk was setting it up for that. And now all of a sudden they're like, nope, no Abomination. Mm -hmm. It's like, huh, okay. Sure. So I don't I don't know what their plans are. Like it's it seems kind of a, a mishmash now. Right. I don't feel like so so one of the things that happened on Disney Plus Day, which happened right before D twenty three, is they released Thor Love and Thunder mm-hmm. onto Disney Plus. Right. And we watched it the other night. And it is one of the hardest Marvel movies to sit through. Really? Yeah. In, in what way? I'm putting it up there with... Um, what was the other one that they just released? The the inter- the Eternals. Oh, that's too bad. Um, so my problem with, with Thor Ragnarok... Or not Ragnarok. Um, Love and Thunder is that... Um, up until a month before the release or something, the movie was two hours and 40 minutes. Okay. And the final release is two hours. So there's 40 minutes missing out of the film and it's, it's noticeable. It's very disjointed. It's, it's all over the place. And where Ragnarok felt like they were bringing Taika Waititi in to do a Marvel film and put his spin on it. Right. This feels like a Taika Waititi movie that Marvel's getting to release. Hmm. Like they let the reins go a little too much. Um, it's got a ton of humor in it that falls really flat. Yeah. And like, you're supposed to be rooting for these people and there's just 
there's not a whole lot of redeeming qualities to a lot of the Marvel heroes in this. Okay. And so I'm watching it and I'm like, I, I don't understand why we're going in this direction. Um, the best part of the movie is Christian Bale as, as Gore, the God butcher. Uh huh. And he's in it maybe for 15 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's, he's totally wasted. Huh. And so for me watching it, it was like, wow, this is, this is probably one of my least favorite Marvel films. I think this and the Eternals were probably my bottom two. And I hated the Eternals. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. It's on my watch list, but. I mean, I would watch it just as a completist. Mm hmm. But like, like the Eternals where this is a half an hour too short. The Eternals is like half an hour too long. Okay. And, you know, it's it's you're watching it and it's like, I don't care about any of these people. And I think that's a problem that that Marvel is truly having to wrestle with is that after Endgame, I'm not really invested anymore. We okay. built up to a point and it paid off all those movies. And now I don't know if I want to take that trek back up the mountain. And so they're introducing all these people that were like, okay, you've been on earth for millions of years. Where were you during Thanos? Right. And it's like the answer is so stupid. You're like, okay, uh, all right, fine, whatever. So I had a big problem with the Eternals. Huh? I mean, I liked, well, I like Spider-Man, the, the no way home. And uh-huh. I liked some of Doctor Strange. Okay. But again, I felt like Doctor Strange suffered from the idea like they there was this grand promise of like a multiverse of madness. And you go to you you pop through a couple of other realities and then you wind up for most of the movie in one. And that's where the Illuminati are and so like you spend most of your time there but it's not a multiverse of madness. It's like one other, okay. it's like one other reality. I feel like there's grand plans and then they can't deliver on them. And I don't know whose fault that is. I don't know if that's Marvel or if that's Disney or what. Hmm. Growing pains. With Kirk Cameron. Yes. Oh, I didn't I know that was a Marvel mar- property. The- the Marvel property needs to to get Kirk Cameron. Oh no! Uh uh-uh. uh. Yes. No. Come on. No. How much better of a movie would Morbius be if it was Kirk Cameron instead of Jared Leto? I don't know. That's a painful movie to watch too. But see, that's on the outskirts of the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Like there's the MCU, and then there's the Sony crap. Right. And the Sony stuff just is not on par with anything. And and. Morbius is is really like is it's painful to watch but so was so was Venom 2 and so was you know anything else that Sony has put out that they're like oh we're part of the Marvel Universe (laughs) it's like oh no you're not right 
they also let's see what else did they release they released pinocchio which i have not seen yet i did did you what'd you think i don't think it's worth seeing (laughs) i mean pinocchio has never been like a go-to movie for me right but it's so confusing in that um you've got tom hanks who looks like geppetto in the movie in the animated movie and you've got Pinocchio who looks like the animated movie and you've got Jiminy Cricket who I didn't realize was Joseph Gordon-Levitt oh um and then you've got the Blue Fairy yeah who looks really out of place I mean it's really cool the way they did her because she's black is that what you're saying Uh, no because she's got this big gap in her teeth (laughs) (laughs) is it the shaved head no it's not the shaved head oh okay because it's all very sparkly. Oh, okay. Um, and Monstro isn't a whale anymore. It's a sea monster. Oh. It's like, why the fuck did you do that? Because a whale wasn't exciting enough, probably. I guess. Is it... I mean, so... Not that Geppetto is, from what I remember, is in Pinocchio a lot. But how does Tom Hanks do as Geppetto? Um... They've really padded the part. Oh, really? Yeah. This movie is is long. We paid for Tom Hanks for getting Tom Hanks. Is that type of the thing? Oh, yeah. And like the whole first 15 minutes of the movie is Tom Hanks carving the puppet and talking to Figaro and Cleo the goldfish. And yeah. I hear there's a lot of Easter eggs, too. I hear there's like there's a Woody and like a couple of other things that show like connections to like the Disney universe it's pretty blatant (laughs) it's pretty blatant Um, the whole Pleasure Island thing is is too long oh Um, Keegan-Michael Key is uh, Honest John okay and he's completely completely CGI with, with Shitty Kitty but um, he's like singing the song like the, the the actor in the animated film. So it's like, so what have you done? Have you thought about making this unique, or you're just trying to you know do a shot by shot remake? So how many how many human characters are there uh, besides Geppetto and the Blue Fairy? Is everything else animated? Uh, no. Starmboli's an actor. Okay. The, uh, the coachman who takes them to, um, Pleasure Island's an actor. Okay. I was just wondering if this was another one of those, like, we're doing a live action jungle book. Right. But only Mowgli is, you know, is, is a live actor. Right. You know, we're going to do Pinocchio and Tom Hanks is the only live actor. Yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, I've heard people say that it, you know, it met their expectations, but I, I, yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Hmm, okay. They've added this new character who's um, one of the puppeteers at Stromboli's puppet show, and she always wanted to be a ballerina, but she's got like this brace on her foot, so she can't dance, but her puppet is a ballerina. 
Oh, Luke Evans is the coachman. Okay. Yes. He plays two roles. I don't know if he's supposed to be the coachman and who's also other characters, but. <laughs> it's weird um, that Disney keeps going to like the same actors for a bunch of this stuff. Yeah. Like Luke Evans was. Um, Beast. No, he was in Beauty was and he? the Beast, but he was. Oh, he's Gaston. Gaston. Yep. And so now he's in this and like you got Tom Hanks that has been in a hundred Disney things now. He right. was Walt Disney. I mean. <laughs> Correct. You know, I mean. Actually, we just watched that movie. We just watched yep. Saving Mr. Banks. Um, it's total fiction. Which part? The, uh, the, the, the flashback whole, stuff? The whole P.L. Travers stuff. Okay. In that you saving Mr. Banks, right? right yeah. Yeah. Um, so when P.L. Travers was very difficult to work with, apparently. And when she showed up at Walt's office, he basically pawned her off on his assistants and he went to Palm Springs for the week. That, yes, I did read that. I, re- I read that he was, he didn't take her to Disneyland. He, that nope. He tried, he, he pawned her off on somebody else. But uh, like the the underpinning of it of like her being difficult to work with and her not liking a lot of the stuff, even like some of the stuff where like, um, I guess when they're playing, let's go fly a kite for her and she starts mm-hmm. tapping her feet or whatever, that right. didn't happen. Um, no, Walt didn't well, chase it, her to she, London and stuff like that. No, and she wasn't invited to the premiere. She paid her own way, <laughs> and she hated the film. Like she was in tears. Well, and and so like from what I had read, she had said never again. Disney doesn't get to do anything. And then once she died, Disney went to her estate and then made a deal for Mary Poppins return. But Uh it had to be based more on the books and not so much on the movie. Okay. The Disney movie. And it wasn't. It was given to Cameron McIntosh to produce, not Disney to produce. Because I got to be honest, I tried watching Mary Poppins Returns and I yeah. only got through about 20 minutes of it. I don't know if it's just nostalgia for the original. Yeah. Um, of which you have none. Well, no, I, I do because Mary Poppins holds a very special place in the world of visual effects. Um the the technology used for the scene where they go into the chalk painting um was way ahead of its time and the what do they call it the sodium sodium transfer camera pulled keys in the camera so they didn't have to do any kind of post processing to it and other than put it against the animated background. Okay. And the, the way that they did it was that the, the camera had a prism in it that split the very specific yellow color that they were filmed against. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were able to take that out so that it made its own mat. And so, the problem was, was they were only ever to make one prism. They could never replicate it. And so Mary Poppins is one of like four or five films that were able to ever use that camera. 
Um, so in the in the world of visual effects, that actually has a a super important place because without that camera, you don't really get the blue screen and green screen. Mm-hmm. So watching watching Mary Poppins as a kid and having that nostalgia there, and then doing be being in a position where I've done visual effects and stuff to where that's like a precursor to it, like. I try like watching Mary Poppins returns like the charm of Mary Poppins is that like it's it's all matte paintings and it's all like you can tell that there's kind of like movie magic there um, especially in HD but like when I was a kid being that it was like you know a third of the size on a TV you never saw that kind of stuff. And so there was kind of a magic to it. And the new one just kind of, I feel kind of falls flat. At least what I saw. Hmm. Okay. You know, after 20 minutes, I was like, I don't know if I can go on with this. <laughs> you know, and, and it's not like, I don't understand the casting of Min- Lynn Manuel. Yeah. As, as a British guy. That's not saying he's not good in the role, but it was weird casting to me. He's hot, I guess. And I and I got nothing against the chick playing Mary Poppins. Yeah, but That's it's John Krasinski's wife. Yeah, but it's a pale comparison to Julie Andrews. Well, yeah, I mean you're not gonna replace julie andrews in my memory no and but that's the thing like because i grew up with a nostalgia of the original right it was it's real it was really hard for me to sit down and even be like okay like i'm gonna make it through this would you have wanted a julie andrews cameo no okay because she she felt it would take away from emily blunt okay to just you know be stunt cast so instead it's Angela Lansbury at the end of the movie as like a different Mary Poppins no as a balloon seller in the park oh where they all go to fly a kite but now they float on balloons oh does Angela Lansbury show up on a bed you know bed knobs and broomsticks no 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 Hmm. weird Yes. That would have made it better, but whatever. Yeah, it was a, a uh, it was a risk. I just I don't think Disney thinks this shit out other than oh, cash grab. Well, obviously. Yeah, I know. And I kind of feel like, you know, the the Mary Poppins thing was made for like, I was a target audience since well, I didn't, I wasn't around when the first one came out, but right. I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. And so like, Oh, Mary Poppins again. But now we're talking how many years later? Is it like 60 years later? Uh, yeah. That's, I, that's just too long. Well, Pinocchio came out 80 years ago. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I don't agree with, like, redoing all the animated stuff in live action either. No? no. You're not looking forward to the, to the live action movie Mufasa? Do we really need a prequel for The Lion King? No. Do we really need a movie called Wish when they just launched a ship called Wish? <laughs> oh, what is that about? It's about the wishing star. Like when you wish upon a star? Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, oh, why? I don't know. And, like, did they say what this thing is actually going to be about? Yes, it's about the wishing star. It's the, it's why we wish on stars. Princess Asha and her goat Valentino from the kingdom of Rosa, Rosas? As she meets the literal star and goes through an epic adventure among the stars through the various worlds to help save her people. Yeah. And they've gotten Alan Tudyk to once again be an animal. <laughs> he is the voice of the goat. Ah, oh, that's great. Do you think he like works for nothing? Do you think he just shows up and likes to make animal sounds? Yes. He's like, look, my real money's on my alien TV show. Like, you don't have to worry about this. Yeah. But we're also getting an inside out too. Who wanted that? I still haven't seen the first one. I so okay. So as the father of a young girl. Yeah. Inside out I thought was really nice because it dealt with a young girl coming like to grips with the emotions in her head. So okay. if, if this is one that's on par with like where my kid is age wise as she hits puberty or whatever, then I'm all for it. Well, isn't that what turning red is for? Well, the, uh, mm. it's <laughs> I definitely was what that was for. Yeah. But it didn't have little people in their in their heads. She just turned into a big red panda. Yes. Somebody tried to explain it to me in that because she's Chinese, it's her curse. It's like, um, you realize they referred to that to menstruation as the curse, yeah. don't you? Yes, <laughs> and that is it. There's definitely the metaphor there happening where, you know, the mother is embarrassed for the daughter, even though it's like a natural thing, and then. Um, you know, there's an acceptance of it because that's who you are. And this is, this is your gift in life is very much towards the end of it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not one you need to see. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, since I was on Disney plus, I finally finished, uh, season three of, uh, daredevil. Okay. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. But Where'd you go? Still there? I'm still here. No. Oh, okay. You cut out. Oh, so sorry. You liked it, but I liked it, but it just Fisk terrifies me because <laughs> there are people like Fisk in the world. <laughs> yeah. 
who are able to manipulate people into doing horrible things for them. Yes. And that's that's pretty damn scary. Yes. Um, I think season three, when he goes back to the black costume, mm-hmm. and he's he's like rage filled and like, um, you know he he's having to go after Bullseye, who's now dressing as Daredevil and stuff. Right. Um, it was a much more comic book type season. Um, I think the other ones were more action oriented. Um, and I, th- I think the second one was just to set up um, the defenders. Okay. But this was kind of a return to form for daredevil. And I'm hoping that it kind of, this is what they take as a template for the, the Disney plus show. But yeah, Kingpin is like Vincent D'Onofrio, the way he carries that. Mm-hmm. Um, it it kind of feels like the same character that showed up in um, Hawkeye. Yeah. But I think he was more menacing in Daredevil. Um, not, that it, not that he was in a whole lot of Hawkeye but right no he wasn't at all you know Daredevil is really like his time to shine mm-hmm yeah and it had a very satisfying ending for me yeah you know it was it was all nicely wrapped up with a bow and you know you got that little tease at the end of of Dex becoming bullseye but that series that season never happened right so but yeah i'm i was i had only i had binged everything up to episode six before i started traveling this past year and i just never got back into it and i'm like oh there's not much left i should watch this (laughs) and um yeah uh also watch the new lord of the rings yeah Boy, is that a beautiful show. I'm telling you, it's... It's just stunning. Yep. Um, yep, it is... I mean, it's the most expensive show ever made. Yep. Um, but they really are putting their money into the look of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so... Since have you how many episodes have you watched? Three. Three. Okay. Who do you think the guy that uh, spoiler alert? Um, who do you think the guy that fell out of the sky in the first episode is? I'm kind of guessing it becomes Gandalf. That's my theory as well. Um, I think that's why he has a love for the hobbits. By the okay. time you get to to Bilbo and to um, what's his name? Frodo um, is because the Harfoots helped him when he first arrived in Middle Earth. Okay. Um, but they're playing it really close to the chest of who that actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's thoughts that it could be um, Saruman, who's the okay. other wizard. Yep. Um, but I think it's Gandalf. 
I mean, you don't put him in gray robes and like the beard and stuff unless it's Gandalf. Right. So I don't know. Um, but I'm, I'm really impressed with the way that the show is able to jump between storylines and keep it interesting. Yes. Cause there's an awful lot of exposition going on. Right. To get there's you an up awful to lot speed. of setting this. Yeah. Setting this whole thing up. Cause it's, it's based on the books, but it's not from the books. Right. Right. Well, the, the book that it's taken from isn't really a story. It is, okay. it's more of like a, a, an appendices. Okay. To where they're, I don't know how to describe this. It It's not stories. It's explanations of characters and people and kind of like, kind of uh, a summary of their history. Hmm. And so it gives the writer some room to flesh out the characters. Right. Without having to stick to any source material. Um, but they are, they are very much, um, honoring the things that Peter Jackson has done. Oh yeah. So they're saying this is a, this is one gigantic connected universe, and that someday Galadriel will be Kate um, Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, like that's the person she's turning into, right? Um, and that Elrond will be the dude from the Matrix. Um, so that like, you know, all of the designs are are similar. They brought back James Newton Howard to do the the score for the opening and like, so it's a, it's a connective piece between everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an ungodly good looking show. Yes. Like there's, and I kind of feel that that's why there's no like named actors in it. Like they're all kind of unknown. Sure. Yeah. So that you could like pay them a decent rate but you're not having to like oh this person's going to cost 20 million dollars for this right you know they're they're spending their money where they know that they can get away with it but yeah I'm I'm enjoying that so far yeah I'm hoping that you know Amazon doesn't screw it up somehow I just want to find out what happens when the boats go through the darkness because <laughs> when I saw when Galadriel gets gets rescued by the other shipwreck, I'm like, oh, these are her friends coming back through after whatever ordeal happened. It's like, oh no, that's not them at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, also watched the the new She Hulk. Yeah, would you? It, this was an this was an interesting uh, episode. Uh, it was with Wongers. Yep. <laughs> and and Madison with two S's and a Y, but not where you expect it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was a lot more comedic than I thought they were gonna go. Like they were yes. gonna lean into. Yep. But yeah, I mean Wong being embarrassed of Madison showing up you know, in the courtroom with the drink. Yep. And he's kind of like waving at her, but he's kind of like putting his head down and stuff. Right. 
Um, I mean, that whole premise, though, of him, like, Wong su- trying to sue the guy from not using... To stop using the, the real magic? Yeah, that's a little weird. Well, like, I why mean... Why would I... he just show up and take away his sling ring? Oh, you know, that's a damn good point. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, he should just show up in a portal and be like, give me that, and turn around and walk back through the portal. Right. But we're going to take him to court instead. Well, because it's a legal drama. I guess. It's it's NCIS Marvel. <laughs> or Law and Order Marvel. And then you get the, the weirdness of, like, She-Hulk hooking up with the dude. That was kind of sad. Only for him to be like, I uh, got to go. When he sees her? Well, yeah, when he sees who she really is. Yeah. Yeah. And that was pretty sexual for being on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Where she, she like, drops down on top of him. And then, like, he she picks him up and, like, walks yes. away. And, yeah. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely taking chances. And I love the fourth wall breaks. Oh, yeah. I can't get enough of those where, you know, she turns the camera and she's like, Wong's going to be in this one, too. And, like, she's talking about, like, Twitter armor for the next week and stuff. Yep. I guess there was, there was like, you know, people are going to talk shit about us, so we're just going to cut this off early. Right. Why not? Control the narrative. I guess. I mean, it hasn't stopped anybody. No. I mean, if if the current crop of things on TV or any indication people are just fucking terrible because you have people in well I mean She-Hulk is getting its fair share of hatred but um, there are actors in both Lord of the Rings and House of the Dragon and one of the things we didn't talk about that they released at D23 which is the Little Mermaid trailer yeah, have gotten pass. shitty comments about people's race and like shit like that. Look, if you don't like something, don't watch it. Yeah, but don't don't go and harass people because they're doing their job. But it's a bunch of fat old guys living in their parents' basements. <sighs> The world is not white, people. It's not? White people are the minority My world is. now. My world's very white. Uh, well. <laughs> yes. Can't help it if you're a racist. No, I'm kidding. I am not a racist. I am I very woke. <laughs> I am very woke. Other people I call hate, woke I hate compassion. everyone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was kind of weird. And like the three hobbits got together and made a video. And I guess Whoopi Goldberg went off on on yes. the comments. What's wrong with y'all? Yeah. And <laughs> really, I mean, it's it's fucked up. Like we've seen this before. The chick from um, Obi-Wan got death threats. Like it's not a new thing. Right. For the nerds need to understand that we could be living in a time when none of this stuff is happening. Right. Like be grateful for the shows you have. And like 
just because black people have been elevated to lead roles does not threaten your existence. Mm-hmm. It just it just strengthens the nerd like community because it's bringing more people into it and more people that are into it the more of these shows you'll get sure but don't fucking harass people man because you wouldn't want to be harassed because at some point shit's going to swing to where there's very few white actors in some of these shows and when black people make death threats on white people you're going to be fucking outraged sure I don't understand. But that's just the way it is, Chris. <laughs> it's never going to change. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. Oh, it is? It's eventually going to swing the other way. <sighs> Only when the second flood comes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to tell the people, but this is not a white Christian nation. We're just not. Uh, we're not. We're not supposed to be. We're not supposed to be. And the, you know, the people who want to be white Christian nationalists need to understand that that means you're a Nazi. Mm-hmm. You want to, you want fascism. That's not what this is. But they don't care. Nope. Nope. Because they're too stupid to understand. That's right. Uh, we got a new Indiana Jones trailer. Well, they showed, it wasn't released, was it? Yeah. It was? Yeah. When? I don't know. I just saw it on YouTube tonight. Oh, is this like an exclusive for us? It is. Well, it won't be by the time this airs. Well, I... I don't see an official trailer. I see fan-made stuff. I see a trailer we didn't talk about. But if I, you search Indiana Jones 5, it's like the first thing there. From six days ago? Yeah. Isn't this it? Or is this something else? I mean, it's... Uh, I mean, it starts out with a shot of him from what was that movie that he did? No, this is this is a fan made thing. Oh. Yeah, because it's it's him from that the movie that he did where he was living in um, Alaska with the dog. Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't talk about the Willow trailer. Oh no, that looks really cool too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm super jazzed for Willow. Yeah. Um, and Joanne Wally Kilmer looks really good. Yeah. So yeah. Yep, and like it looks like that they've actually like put together a story that looks like it's a good, like a fun adventure. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the return of the brownies, but. Well, I I. Th- I liked it in only that it's like, oh, they brought the whole band back. Yeah, I know, but still. I mean, granted, the technology is there to actually make the brownies look like they're 
there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if we need that kind of comic relief. <laughs> but Kevin Pollock needs to work. Does he, though? I mean, it looks really cool, though. I mean, it looks like they spent a lot of money on this. Yes. So do it you looks think... good. It looks, tr- it looks true to the original movie. Now, Val Kilmer is not in this, right? Not that I'm aware of. They, they rolled Mad Mardigan out in a big wheelchair or something? So my, my question is... Um, the, the redheaded girl that was in Solo and... Enfys Nest, yeah. yes. Is she playing Alora Dannon? The the child from the first one. Is that supposed to be oh, her? I don't know. Because Willow talks to her and says, I knew your mother. And okay. she's talking about Sorsha. Right. So I'm wondering whether or not she's supposed to be a Lord Dannon and they're just not they're trying not to spoil it. Uh, let's see what uh, she's identified as Jade. Jade. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, either that or they're not bringing Alora Dannon into this, which would be weird. Christian Slater's right. in the cast? Apparently. He's on the IMDb page. Yeah, I see that. Um. So, maybe there's a thing of, like, Alora Dannon and Mad Mardigan went to go fight a battle and never came back or something. They're going to have to explain Mad Mardigan's absence somehow. Right. My guess is he dies in battle somewhere along the line. But it would be weird to do a Willow thing without a Laura Dannon. Although this says it takes place 20 years after the movie. 20 to 30 years. I guess, I guess Aaron Kellerman would be the right age. And she's she's a redhead. Alora Dannon was a redhead. Right. I don't know. I, I, no, nobody else would look like Alora Dannon, so I don't know. Well, when IGN posted about this back in May, uh-huh. uh, it's described as the origin story of Willow Ufgood, a sheltered Nelwyn dwarf who aspired to be a sorcerer. The movie opened with him. Uh, oh, maybe not. Oh, so they're saying that possibly Alora is the other character, Kit. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Does she look old enough, though? 
know. I mean, they don't have a birthday for her on IMDb. Ruby says Cruz. Mad Marta Mad Martigan and the state of his relationship with Sorsha is going to be a big reveal as the series narrative unfolds. Oh. So, okay, so Ruby Cruz is twenty three. Okay. Twenty years later. If it's twenty to thirty years later, that would fit. Maybe. Well, we're going to have to wait and see. Not much longer. November 30th, two months, yeah. two and a half months. And we're getting, um, we're getting, um, Andor before that. Yeah. Andor in like a week and a half. Yay. That's going to be fun. It is. It looks like a very mature Star Wars TV show. Seems like a, it's like a lot of like intrigue and like like being a spy and stuff. Right. I would like Disney to come out and actually say when Mandalorian is going to come back though. Well, we've got Andor and then we'll have another Marvel, right? Well, the the Tales of the Jedi are coming out in October. Okay. And I don't know, did they do a release for like a release schedule for for this? Disney Plus release schedule. Uh Let's see. So Andor comes out on September 21st. Okay. Uh, Mighty Ducks, Hocus Pocus 2 is September 30th. Werewolf by Night is October 7th. Star Wars Tales of the Jedi is October 26th. Um, Disenchanted 2 is November. Willow is November. National Treasure is December 14th. Um, Marvel What If is slated for 2022, but I, I'm assuming that got pushed back. And then Star Wars Bad Batch is January 4th. With a tentative February release for Mandalorian. But I feel like that's going to get pushed back. Because hmm. somewhere in there, you also have to fit in for 2023 Secret Invasion, Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures, Ironheart, Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Oh, I forgot about that one. And Star Wars Skeleton Crew. That's all coming next year as well. Hmm. What is a real bug's life? Oh, it's a National Geographic thing. Okay. (sighs) 
So, I mean, there's a ton coming out. They just won't commit to, like, schedules. Did you see the, the Santa Claus's trailer? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm... I, I liked the movies. Yeah. Not gonna lie. So I'm kind of interested to see how it plays out. They brought Bernard back, man. I, right? <laughs> David Krumholtz. Yeah. Guy's gotta work. Do, I'm, do, how much do you think that they like had to ask? Or was he like, hey, can I come back? Oh, of course. I mean, I thought the trailer for Disenchanted looked interesting. Yeah. Doesn't look like a rehash of the first one. It looks like they actually, like, are progressing the story. Right. Granted, it's how many years later. Well, you can tell just by looking at Amy Adams. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, well, and I okay. know I know it's a big deal, but I don't think we need another Hocus Pocus either. No. Are they going to be able to explain why they've aged 30 years or whatever it is? When was the last one? Was the last one in the 90s? Uh, it 90s or late 80s? I thought it was in the 90s. I thought I was working at the movie theater when that came out. Um... But like they literally 1993 93 okay the year that I graduated high school um so I just don't think we need another one no no all right you may be in the minority in your house oh absolutely (laughs) but like come on Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker has not aged well oh god no and uh explain that Kathy to Jimmy's lost a lot of weight. Explain to me why that sister looks totally different. Will they make a joke about it? Will they be like, you look like a completely different person? Well, I mean, she's flying around on, on Roombas. On Roombas? Yes. That I thought was a little lame. Just that? (laughs) Well, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I don't know. I mean, they don't—they don't have a makeup budget. They have a plastic surgery budget. Exactly. It's like I thought when they did the reunion on whatever that live stream was. I thought that was fine. Yeah. But we don't need a—we don't need a whole movie. It's money to be had from the franchise, Chris. Succumb to the dark side. But they're not—they're not releasing it in the theaters. The they're quote unquote getting money from um, subscriptions right I don't know how that all pans out though for them I mean I guess if you're a Hocus Pocus fan it's great good for you sure you get something else to watch but I don't know giving it only a month though before Halloween is a little strange yeah like I feel like it should have been out in like if you're going to do it this way should have been out at the end of August so you have all of September and all of October it's like when I worked at the movie theater and they would release 
Halloween movies in February. Right. I feel like you've totally missed the window for this. Like nobody wants to go see that in fucking February. I mean, I don't know. I'm like a little bit more transparency if I'm going to give these people money every month. Well, we still have to wait and see what they're going to charge us. Well, so there was something that happened on Disney Plus Day where the only deal that I saw was like you could get it for $1.99 for the first month. Yes, I saw that. And I was like, that's the only thing we're doing? And apparently so. Well, they're not going to announce something negative, like a price increase. Well, that's already been talked about, though. Well, yeah, but they don't want to make it official. A bad business. Uh, Disney Plus deals. Let's see what 2022. Uh, get your... Fr- so apparently this is for current or returning or, or first time. Oh, you're just going to pop that up on my thing. Uh, auto renews and then current monthly price currently seven ninety nine. Get your first month for just a dollar ninety nine and stream Thor Love and Thunder. That's not. Uh, well, those are stupid coupon codes that never work. Um, is this from the other day? No. Why is it, why are none of the news things coming up? Because there is no news, Chris. Okay, four days ago. Fans and subscribers can expect a slew of announcements. Yes, there was. Uh, new and eligible returning Disney Plus subscribers can get one month of service for $1.99 as part of a special Disney Plus Day deal. That's $6 off the regular monthly price. This promotion will run through 2.59 a.m. on September 20th. That's the only thing they announced. So September 20th, when the price goes up? I don't know. Hmm. I mean, we're paid through November, so I don't know. So I, I don't understand. I understand the, the corporate greed and stuff, but <laughs> I, I don't I don't get keeping everybody in the dark. Because they're just going to have a massive exit of subscribers and then people are just going to pirate the shit. Right. So I don't understand. Don't, don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, you'd think on Disney Plus Day was, would be the day that they announced that shit. Well... You would think. I mean, it's not like you can even go ask anywhere. 
it's not like you can go to like to like a customer servicing on Disney Plus and be like, hey, what's the deal with this? They're just going to be like, I don't know. We haven't been told anything, sir. So I don't know. Well, have to wait and see. Have to wait and see. I mean, I know I don't want Hulu anymore. No? Why not? Because there's nothing on there. Oh. Going to get Sling? No. I've had Sling no. in the past. Oh, have you? Yeah. You're a Slinger? I had Sling when it first came out. Ah. Um, And it was like 10 bucks a month and it was worth it. Right. And that, like then they split like there were two different plans at one point. It was like blue or orange. And I wanted channels that were in both of them. And they were like, oh, well, that's like 45 bucks a month. And I was like, that's not. No. No, I don't want to. I don't want to pay for that. I want what you promised in the beginning, which was like a la carte TV. Right. And that they never did that. So, bastards. Yeah. I mean, it's actually been so long that I don't even know what it is anymore. Let's see. Orange, blue, or orange and blue. <laughs> and one's got thirty. Orange has got thirty-one channels, and can only be streamed on one device or you can do blue which has 41 channels and can be streamed on three devices hmm that's fucking stupid <laughs> the, this bullshit of like it can only be on one device fucking sucks why you're only watching one one device at a time three people in the house all gathered around your iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> or I could just pirate the shit and not even worry about it. <gasps> Allegedly. Allegedly. You can't prove nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, London has a new Guardians of the Galaxy secret cinema experience going on right now oh I remember you talking about that yeah it takes place at Wembley Stadium even with the Queen dead well see the funny thing is so it was posted today on Bleeding Cool uh -huh. and the author <laughs> says when it came out of Secret Cinema's Guardians of the Galaxy experience in a daze on Thursday night I looked up at London's Webley Stadium to see the words Queen Elizabeth II, 1952 to 2002. <laughs> I wonder why they were still putting out the Platinum Jubilee messages. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. But it looks so cool. We have to do these in the U.S., people. You, you end up aligning yourself with a, a clan of um, ravagers. Okay. And you're all trying to get to nowhere. Okay. So there are, uh, there are, I guess there are two different levels of interaction. There's like a VIP level. Uh-huh. 
that gets you more personalized attention and um, costs a little bit more, or the standard version. Um, okay. But it, it just looks so cool. It's like you see all the characters. There's a big dance-off between Quill and Gamora. Um, and there's like a, a cage match that you can complete in. Oh. And it all helps your clan gain points to win the whole thing. Okay. And there are, there are like um, traders there. So they tell people to like bring stuff to trade, like <laughs> CDs and action figures, <laughs> because that way you can like buy information from people. Interesting. It, it just looks so cool. And yet we don't do them here. Nope. Because I bet they can't figure out how to monetize it correctly. <laughs> it's just like Netflix does events for their properties. Yeah. And there was the, what was this series called? The Heist? Uh-huh. Where they like, I, I want to say it was in the Philippines. Wait. They did it in London. Apparently they did it in New York, but I don't remember hearing anything about this in New York. Oh. Um, but they basically took over a bank. Okay. And you were locked into the bank and you were trying to, to get into the vault. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures online. Yeah people going in like cosplay and stuff yeah, yeah they get really into it but they've done that for like back to the future and you know right i mean wouldn't it cool to have a goonies thing yeah where you where you're escaping you, you know from the fratellis and you end up in the grotto with the big pirate ship and <laughs> you stuff your pockets <laughs> and there's an octopus <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like a real octopus? Sure, why not? <laughs> There's something touching my leg. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these secret cinema things look to be everything Disney thought their Star Wars hotel was going to be. So, uh, well, my, my next question was, is this like an official thing? Is Disney okay with this? <laughs> um... I would say now that they've become so big, yes. Okay. I would think that at this point, Disney accepts it for what it is and understands that it builds the brand. And I mean, at, at like 150 pounds for a ticket, All I'm right. wondering if there's some sort of licensing fee that they pay. I mean, it, there must be, right? Because you can't. You can't advertise this and have, you know, there, there's an actor who's dressed like uh, like uh, the collector. Right. I mean, Disney used to shut down fucking um, nursery. Like, yeah, yeah, daycare centers because they had characters painted on their walls. Yep. Yeah, they can't do this without, like, 
Disney coming down hard on them, so they must right. have. There's got to be some kind of connection there. I mean, plus I've heard for years that Disney had some sort of relationship with Secret Cinema after they started to be, you know, get more press, more right. press. Right. So I don't know. Huh. I just wish they they did it here. Disney just wants you to go on a cruise here. Yeah. Well. Get on the boat. That's where you're going to see those characters. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Come stay at the at the Star Wars hotel. <laughs> Plenty of rooms available, apparently. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't have, they couldn't think that that would be full all the time. Sure, they could. Well, yeah, but in reality, right? In a recession, I mean, come on. As, as in a recession, at the tail end of a pandemic, yeah, that was had all the signs of being successful as inflation rockets up. Hey, but gas prices are down. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Too bad we can't just jump on a plane and go. Yeah. Oh, there's plus a booking fee? Come on. There's an Explore Immersive Plus film where you get to see an enhanced screening of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Why would you pick the shitty one? <laughs> uh, so... Thursday, September 15th, it's 35 pounds for a standard ticket, 98 pounds for a premium. And then Friday, the Friday shows, so they don't do these every week. September right. 23rd, September 30th, and October 7th. Um, it's 64 pounds for the standard and 135 for the premium. So I'm not sure why those are like that. Yeah. Tiered pricing, Chris. It's the wave of the future. I guess. More shit you wanna I go understand. To the, you want to go to the grocery store on Sunday? Well, it's going to cost you extra. Oh, wouldn't that be some shit? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then pay for parking. Yeah. But then you can have valet. <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. Oh, brother. Apparently they've also done them for Stranger Things, James Bond, Romeo and Juliet, Blade Runner, and Moulin Rouge. Mm -hmm. Blade yeah. Runner would be interesting. Yeah. Oh, well. Someday... They recreated the world of Blade Runner, the final cut. Mm. Bustling Eastern market filled with curiosities to the infamous dimly lit whiskey fueled snake pit bar. Oh, that looks fucking awesome.
I guess if we want to see it, we can just go to L.A. There you go. All right. Well, you got anything else for this one? Nope, that's it. All right. All right, well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Vodka and yak milk. Never again. <laughs> <laughs>